Thank you for tuning into the UNI podcast. In this week's episode, we have Donnie, the owner of Pivot Cosmetics. She helps women ditch their daydreams and turn them into a reality. With her course, Boss Up Your Brand, she's helping women make sales effortlessly. Her YouTube is thriving as she shares her experience, advice, and tips when it comes to running a business. Here's our conversation with Donnie. The You and I podcast promotes love, happiness, and abundance. Through storytelling and sisterhood, they encourage self-love, a balanced worth ethic, and a healthy life. This is Ozzy and Caro, and thank you so much for listening to the You and I podcast. Welcome back to the UNI podcast. We are so excited to have another episode. And today we have an interview with Donnie. Donnie, thank you so much for joining us on the UNI podcast. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited. Yeah, I found you on, how did I find you? I think I found you on YouTube. Um, and everything you just, all your videos are just amazing. And then I also went for that conference that you had where you invited um, a bunch of women who are doing amazing things in their businesses and I learned so much so thank you for I feel like consistently giving information and sharing the information that you have thank you so much no I when people tell me they found me on YouTube it's always so interesting to me because that's my smaller platform um, but to me YouTube makes a bigger impact like with my audience anyway and so I'm so happy that you found me on there and I also appreciate you for coming to that as well because I I didn't know who was coming I just know that people signed up so <laughs> so I'm glad that you enjoyed that too thank you yeah thank you um, okay so tell us a bit more about your story and what has led you to where you are now so um, my story is just I, I've just been all over the place I feel like uh, <laughs> but um, so basically years ago I started as a freelancer. I used to do freelance digital marketing. Um, and I also was a blogger. So I've kind of been on the internet for like the past, I don't even know, like 10, uh, 11 years, just like trying to figure out the internet and how people market and all that stuff. So then, um, a few years ago, like back in 2017, I took an interest in wanting to have products because I had an audience, like an, an audience on my social media, but then I realized that I'm not giving them a place to put their money. So I was like, if I have all these people and I'm not monetizing this, this doesn't make sense. So that was when I decided to um, have what would be known as like my first beauty brand. And um, it did not do well <laughs> at all. <laughs> but I learned a lot. And so I really tried hard to make that work. And I worked on it all the way until 2019. And it just did not end up being what I stuck with. But um, while I was doing that, I was also doing freelance work those two years. Um, but then I also got some normal jobs because I was just like, I'm over this. Like I, Not that I'm over the business that I was trying to run, but I was over trying to make being a freelancer work. And I hated doing service work for people um, because it's just not my thing. Like people are difficult and I just could not do it anymore. I was tired of it. And so I was like, let me just get a normal job until I get my 
product business off the ground and really make that work. And then um, I remember it was last year, I kept trying to make these jobs work. So I got a job at Nordstrom and that did not go over very well because I was doing good. And then like two months in, I guess somebody told on me and they told them that I had a product business and they showed them my accounts, they showed them my website, and then they told me that I, I had to, I was terminated basically because that's a conflict of interest. And I was like, are you kidding? Like Nordstrom, are you are you serious right now? Because <laughs> I'm like, y'all are so big compared to me. That is not a conflict of interest. Like nobody cares about my brand. But um, but yeah, so they fired me. And then I went and got another job working um, at a, basically like an apartment locating company doing their social media. And then a few months later, they fired me because they were like, you, um, we have to do budget cuts. And basically my job wasn't essential enough. And so I was like, okay, like, I'm, I don't even know what to do anymore. But that day, a lot happened that day, like the day that I got fired, but something about that day um, was significant. And it just made me like, I had a moment where I was just like, you know what, I don't, I clearly God's trying to tell me to stop trying to be normal, because I kept having that thought, I was like, I'm just going to try to be normal this year. And God was trying to tell me like, no, that is not what I'm calling you to do. And so um, after that, I in that moment, I was just like, okay, clearly God's trying to tell me to do something else. And I feel like it's teaching and I couldn't figure out what like, because I kept trying to figure out, okay, what am I going to teach? What am I going to teach? And I think he was just trying to get through to me and just say, look, I'm just trying to redirect you. We'll figure out the rest later. But I just need you to understand that that is what I'm calling you to do right now is to teach. And so I took like the next month or two because I was fired in November of 2019. And so I took like the next month to figure out what the heck I was going to teach. Um, but I started building this audience on YouTube. And so um, people were following me because they saw that I was building this new brand which which is now Pivot Cosmetics, and they were really intrigued by that. And I was like, okay, maybe I can teach people how to do this for themselves because I've failed a lot of times, and I know what works now. I, I know what it takes to have a decent brand and just working at Nordstrom and being – because I worked in the makeup department, so I was working very closely with – all of these people that were really good at sales and I learned so much in that environment. So I was like, let me let me try to teach them something. <laughs> so that's when I started this journey of teaching and um, you know, helping other people grow their businesses. And now I've helped over a thousand, I just looked at my dashboard the other day. I've helped over a thousand women in the past year um, through my courses, and then of course I help thousands of people every day for free on YouTube and on my Instagram. And um, I just share as much as I can because my goal is just to empower as many women of color um, to grow their businesses online because, you know, if that's what they want to do, why not do it well? Wow, that was so good. I feel it's crazy to me how God can just transform people's lives from the point where people were acting nasty on Nordstrom calling you out, which was terrible, first of all, to you being able to find your passion. Yes, I still want to know who told on me. Like, I still want to know. <laughs> but yeah, it's th that's the thing. Like, if I went back now and I showed them where I'm at now, like, I'm way beyond working at a counter now. And, and that's not to be, like, boastful or anything like that. Like, it's just the reality. God has helped raise me up in so many ways. And 
now I make so much more than I ever made at Nordstrom and I'm helping so many people and just having a greater impact. And so it's, you know, now I look back and I'm like, okay, if I had stayed there, I wouldn't be able to help as many people and do half the things that I do now. So he definitely pushed me into my purpose. What about right now? How would you describe the season of your life? That's a really good question. I would describe this season as expansion. Like, I feel because I have so many things in the works going into this next year and um, God has kind of accelerated me like I feel like the first half of the year was me figuring it out because I was thrown into this and then I my main goal you know starting out was just to replace my income and then finally figured out how to do that and then all of a sudden like the second half of the year things accelerated and I'm far beyond that. So now I'm like, oh my gosh, what do I want next? And so, um, you know, now that I've figured out what I want to do going forward and then all of these opportunities are coming to me and I've just had a lot of changes. Like now I live in my dream building. Like I wouldn't say this is my dream apartment, but this is like the dream building, like the the building I wanted to live in. And um, I'm just experiencing so many things for the first time, like just having the um the access and the ability to do things that i've never been able to do before and so and just being able to connect with other people in the space that are just so amazing and that i've always looked up to and like now i'm you know looking at them as like my peers and so god's just expanding me and really helping me to become comfortable with my new normal but also still being uncomfortable because even though I'm being expanded right now, there's so much more for me to experience going forward. And so I'm just trying to get adjusted mentally to the idea of what's about to happen, you know, cause I've been projecting like what this year is going to look like. And I, I'm still trying to process the fact that all this is about to happen. Wow. That's amazing. I feel as if that uncomfortable like spot in life and just those seasons are like the best parts of growth. Yeah, most definitely. I completely agree. I want to pivot a little bit. Well, (laughs) no pun intended um, to pivot cosmetics, YouTube and your boss up brand. Can you tell us a little bit more about your brands and your YouTube and what made you kind of, I guess, most more, most specifically the YouTube since you already talked about pivot cosmetics? Yeah. So with my YouTube, I think um, originally I like I think like back in 20 what was that? Yeah, at the beginning of 2019, I had done a few videos give, giving advice and stuff like that, but I didn't have a real strategy for it and um and I let life get in the way because you know, things just started happening and I was just like stressed out and I I wasn't being consistent. Um but then when I decided to do pivot, that's when I started my series where I would show behind the scenes of what I was doing. And so that still took a minute to kind of, you know, get traction uh but going into this year it really started getting traction and so that's when i was like oh okay people care about this and then suddenly i started getting people migrating over to instagram and this was when i knew like it was necessary for me to show up on youtube because people would find me or and they and they would purchase my stuff and i say oh my gosh where did you find me and they'd be like on youtube And at this point, I had like 2,000 followers like at the beginning of the year. And I was like, you found me on YouTube? And you, like every person, like uh, like, I kid you not, at least 90% of the people that were buying things from me and supporting me on a regular, they were coming from YouTube. And so 
I was like, that is insane because it's so much smaller over there. And I had like 20,000 followers on my Instagram, but the support was greater on YouTube. And so I was like, okay, I need to invest my time and energy on YouTube because they support me better. And clearly that's where I need to build my audience um, because we just vibe better. So uh, that's when I started getting really serious about it. And so going, especially going into the second half of the year, I was more intentional. I came up with a strategy and I really wanted to do my best to show up in the space as someone that you can get solid advice from because I saw all these other girls that had their brands, but I feel like it's one thing to have a business and do well, but it's another thing to be able to effectively communicate exactly what you did to get to that point. And I felt like there weren't enough effective communicators or just people that were giving tactical advice and stuff that could be replicated because that's the other thing a lot of these girls their strategies and what happened with them they it couldn't be replicated because it would be like oh a post went viral or all you guys are watching me on YouTube so that's how I get my sales and I was like that's not realistic or relatable so I was like let me give you guys actual real strategy that I've learned over the years um, you know, as as to how you can get these sales and increase your your revenue, um, but also too, I just wanted people to be able to relate to me because I think one thing about my story that's relatable is that I failed over and over, and I've also experienced real life things. It's not like I'm, you know, 19 and I ne I've never had a job or that many responsibilities, and then I just popped up and had this brand go viral and have all these sales. I'm 20, I'm, I'll be 25 this coming week. <laughs> and, um, you know, and so I've been doing this for a minute. I've been trying this and failing and I've lived a little. And so I was like, that's a little more relatable. So someone needs to be in the space showing that aspect of what it's like to have an online business and try to make it, you know? So I feel like I kind of am filling that void. And I'm also just bringing a different energy to the space. I didn't want to be like anybody else because I didn't see anyone like me anyway. So um, I just really wanted to make sure that I was able to connect with those people that felt like they couldn't connect with anyone else in the space. Uh, what was your inspiration behind Pivot? So with Pivot, it was a few things. So at the time I had an intern and me and her were like, just really trying to figure out how we could fix my last brand and I don't know what it was but I just kept feeling like I'm over it I don't want to do this brand anymore and I feel like there's a better idea I feel like because at the time we were doing um, like products that make your body glow and, and your face and so it was like highlighters and body highlighters and stuff like that and I was just like, now that I had learned, you know, because I started the brand in 2017. So by 2019, I had learned so much and that market was saturated. And I also felt like it was hard to convince people um, to purchase that kind of product because a lot of times you find a product that you love when it comes to highlighters and you stick with that. You don't just, you know, venture out and try other highlighters. And it takes a long time to use a highlighter. Like we weren't getting a lot of repeat customers. So I was like, okay. I need to figure out something else to offer or do and just kind of scrap this. And so we sat there and we were like, what is something that we absolutely love? And me and her kept talking about how we just love skincare. Like we, you know, like taking care of our skin was really important at the time. It still is. And so um, then I started looking into CBD skincare because I had done a video on my YouTube a few years ago about um, CBD <laughs> and I was trying like these CBD gummies or whatever and um, people really, really 
like that video. So then all of these people, like all of these brands would reach out to me and it was a lot of skincare brands and they were like, hey, we have CBD skincare. Would you be able to try this and review it on your, your channel? And I didn't want to do it because I didn't want my channel to become a CBD channel. That wasn't the point. Um, so I just kept thinking, what if I did that? And then I started seeing like Milk Makeup and a few other brands at the time. They were doing a bunch of CBD lines. Or and not really CBD lines because you can't sell CBD at regular stores like Sephora. But um, they were doing like CBD or hemp. Sorry, they were doing hemp lines. And so I was like, okay, clearly this is a thing. Like people really want these products. And then I started researching and making sure that this wasn't just like a short trend. Um, and it really wasn't like this is going to be around for a long time. So then I was, I knew right there, I was like, that might be what we need to do. And I personally had been using CBD for my anxiety and different things. So I knew right away, I was like, okay, I think this is it because, and then I, I noticed that no one had created a line for black women that really embodied, um, self care and, you know, just really cater to us in the way that I think Pivot does. Like, there's a certain feeling that people get when they look at Pivot and what we do. And I think that that was really special. And I wanted to be able to kind of fill that void. You were talking about oversaturation of markets. So do you believe that eventually markets will become oversaturated? Or I know some other people think that, oh, there's always space for, you know, a new business or a new idea. So this is the thing. I don't. I, I, I kind of feel torn when it comes to that question because with beauty, it's never oversaturated because of the buying power with women in general when it comes to beauty products. We'll never stop buying beauty products, and we always like trying new things um, if, it's, if it's really, really good. So that's the thing. You can't just be a new product on the market and then think everyone's just going to run to try it. Like, no, you have to have rave reviews and convince me that that's what I need to buy versus what I'm already buying. So that's the, the only thing is like, if you're going to come into the space doing what everyone else is doing, you have to really like hit, hit it out of the park, you know? Um, but as far as like being saturated, I don't, I don't know that, I don't know that that's the element that you need to worry about. I think it's more so because with, with my old brand, there were a few things. One, it was saturated, but like I said, that was a product that people weren't going to come back for. And everyone at the time, I don't know what it was. I think it was just because it was easy to make. But everybody at the time that started small brands on um, online, they were trying to sell these glow products. They were trying to make the body glow oil and, um, you know, the highlighter and stuff like that. And so it was very hard for us to stand out as a small business when everyone else was selling the same stuff. So I think that that's the other element. Like if you're starting off with this as a small, small brand and you don't have a marketing budget, you don't have, you know, financial backing or anything like that, you really got to come up with a way to stand out. So standing out is essential to businesses that are small, like very, very small and grassroots, you know? But if you're a bigger brand and you, you have funding and you have a really, um, a concept that's like everybody else's, but you just have like really good branding or whatever, you'll be fine. It's not, you know, like you don't have to try as hard to get the attention and the customer base that someone else would have. That's a really good point. I think that especially when it comes to standing out, that's more so of connecting it back to yourself and who you are as a person and then reflecting that with your brand. So with that, how are you able to use all your brands to push, you know, to, to push who you are? And then what do you stand for as a businesswoman? 
That's a great question. So I think that as far as like what I stand for, it depends on the business. So like when it comes to pivot, I think pivot does embody what I stand for. So like I, I of course I stand for black women and everything, you know, revolving around us, like, cause, because things normally don't revolve around us. So I wanted to create a space where we just feel special. And so that's always been, you know, a big thing for me is just making black women feel beautiful, special, important, and highlighting what makes us magical and, you know, what makes us so great and, and normalizing that, normalizing the fact that we should be able to take care of ourselves, take breaks, um, laugh, be happy, all of those things, because oftentimes we are try like people try to put us in a light where we're none of those things, or they try to make us feel the opposite of those things. And so I wanted to make sure that that was something that I created space for. And then as far as my other brand, I feel like with that, that kind of embodies the element of me that's like, I want to see everybody win. And that's something that I've always tried to um, incorporate into the business because one thing I noticed was everyone else in the space, not every single person, but a lot of people that teach what I teach or that think they teach what I teach because I, I try my hardest to make sure my stuff and my experience is different than what you get with anyone else. But um, I think a lot of them don't have the element of encouragement that I have. One thing about it is every, when people come to me, even if they aren't as motivated or they don't have the ability to execute at the level that they should just yet, one thing about them is they always tell me that the experience was different with me and they appreciate how encouraging um, and how, how much I embraced them and where they were at and I just fully understood what they were going through and I made them feel significant. And so that's one thing as well. Like I think a lot of times people, when they're starting these businesses, it can be so discouraging. It can feel like it's overwhelming and you feel like you don't have anyone to connect with or relate to. And so a lot of people, they'll say, oh, buy my course. And then you buy it and then that's it. Like there's no, no other connection. There's no follow-up. Um, and you just feel like you basically you were a check to them, you know? And so, um, and a lot of them, say that the courses aren't even good. I've had that many times. Other people that you guys love and know on YouTube, they'll come to me and say, I took her course, I took their course, and it just was not good. I, I learned nothing. It didn't help me at all. And so I just wanted to make sure that experience was different and that people felt significant um, because I think that that makes a huge difference in how someone performs and does when they feel like you know, they're important and that what they have to offer is important and people care about it. You have, you talk about how, you know, in some businesses that you haven't really done well and talking about your failures and using your failures to, to impact what you do next. So what challenges have you faced running your businesses and how are you able to overcome them? So the main challenge before, like with my old brand was getting sales. It was like, I could not get consistent sales and I would have those moments where I would, I would see consistent sales and they were decent. Um, but then it's like, this, this is the thing in business. You, when you first start out, it sounds cute to say, Oh, I got five orders this week. But then later, you know, it's not cute because now it's like, okay, are we just going to have five orders a week forever? Like, <laughs> cause when you really do the math, that's not that much money. And so you really want to make sure your, your business is continuously grow, growing and scaling so that you can get to the next point. 
And so if you see that you keep hitting the ceiling, um, a lot of times it does have to do with the owner and their beliefs and how they feel about um, what they're capable of and you know what they're willing to do. But also too, it could just be an issue with what you've put out on the market and what you're doing. So I think for me, it was a combination of my beliefs and also um, you know what we did and how we positioned ourselves. Like we could have definitely chosen different products. We could have definitely done different things, but that was what me and my interns did at the time and it didn't work. And then um, I think as far as this business, I, at the beginning of the year, when it came to me teaching, um, some people call me a coach. I don't really call myself a coach, but when it came to me doing those things, um, I failed fast. I, I did a lot of failing fast. And what I mean by that is at that time, I had a lot riding on me having this work because first couple months I was trying it out. It wasn't, it definitely wasn't bringing in what I wanted it to bring in. But then COVID happened and I was like, oh, okay. If I want to get a job, I can't really go get a job. So, <laughs> or like I would have to get something online, but I really didn't want to do that either. So I was like, I have to make this work. So then I was sitting there and um, I realized that I was failing fast. Like I thought about it the other day and it was like I would try something, see if it was going to go over well with my audience. And if they took to it, then I was like, okay, maybe I should do more of that. If it didn't work, I was like, okay, I failed at that. It's okay though. I'm taking notes. I'm learning and then I'm moving on to the next thing because I'm not going to sit here and just, you know, be sad about it and like oh my gosh it's not working like that's the thing I think people sit there and they'll they'll say it's not working but then they don't do anything about it or they don't just they don't take note and move on to the next thing you have to be willing to fail fast and just be in the habit of taking action and yeah you don't want to take action in the wrong direction but essentially if you keep going and you keep trying different things, eventually you'll get it right. And so that was really the thing because I was being strategic and I was taking note of what my students were saying, what they were willing to do, um, you know, after I gave them advice and stuff like that. And so I really was trying to be as strategic as possible. And I think that was the thing. It wasn't like I was failing at this and trying something else that didn't have any, you know, clear purpose, I would try different things based on what I, what feedback I was getting. So I think that that helped me correct it a lot, but that was one of the biggest things I think the first half of the year is just figuring out what the heck I wanted to offer to people, what they wanted from me, and um, really just how I was going to structure my business so that I could make money quicker. Because so I realized like, okay, yeah, I'm selling these vendors list and these uh, ebooks, but like selling a $20 ebook, you have to sell a lot of ebooks in order to get a decent amount of money still. So I was like, this ain't gonna work, you know, so that's when I kind of moved into courses. But yeah, that's, that's essentially those are the main things that I struggled with. And actually going off of courses, you talk about um, e commerce fun um, funnels. For those who aren't familiar, what are e commerce funnels? Yeah, so an e commerce funnel is just Basically, it's your customer's journey um, that they go on when they find you, and it's it's like it makes everything in your business make sense. So, um, <laughs> so it's really people think it; they overthink it. Like they're really um, 
it's not as hard as it seems. So like when someone finds you, what happens? What what makes them decide to buy from you? That's the main question that a funnel answers. So if you have a proper funnel, when someone finds you, you have systems in place that will help you essentially not have to do the all the hard work yourself because a lot of people they're posting on social media every day they are um you know and and working hard for sales they're trying to promote on other pages and pay for ads and stuff like that and they have no idea what they're doing really they're just trying to do all the things that people said you need to do in order to get sales and they have no strategy behind it and they have no um you know no real rhyme or reason for what they're doing so with a funnel, what you're doing is you're thinking about all of the things that someone does when they're deciding to buy online, and then you are creating a path for them to take um, that'll help them get to that decision faster. So if I know that my customer, my ideal customer, a lot of them find me on YouTube. So then if I know that, then I know, okay, if they're going to find me on YouTube, what is the biggest problem they have? The problem that they have is they can't get sales a lot of times. So then from there, if I know the problem and where they find me, I know that I need to show up there talking about that, about how they can fix that problem. And then that establishes me as the resource or as the person to go to to fix your problem. So then from there, I need to offer them what I have to offer and then, and then it just goes on this rabbit hole so I tell them what I have you know that they can buy then they go and check it out um, and then if they don't buy right away I have a system in place as to how I can follow up with them and get back in front of them to convince them to buy um, because a lot of times I think brands they think that if you just tell per a person your product for like what your product is then they'll either buy or they won't buy and that's the end but that's not the end that's just the beginning a lot of times people don't buy right away for so many reasons it could be that they don't have their wallet by them at the moment it could be that they're busy and they're like okay I'm gonna come back to that but they forgot you know they forget about it later or it may be the price is too high or maybe you know there could be so many reasons or maybe they're like I need to look at reviews for this later uh, or you don't have reviews. That's the thing. So a lot of times we're doing, there's so many reasons why someone could not buy from you right away and you're not catering to their objections. You need to figure out why someone wouldn't buy right away and then you need to show up in front of them kind of addressing all the things that they are thinking. So if someone, if you know most of your customers like to see reviews, start posting reviews. Start putting them on your website. Start including them in emails. Um, if you know that someone might be, you know, because everyone, like I don't care who you are, everyone's going to have a percentage of customers that are going to think, oh, I'm not going to buy this right now because of how much it costs. If it goes on sale, I'll buy it later. So then that's when you roll in those sales. You don't want to run a sale every single day because that's not what you do to get sales. <laughs> um, if you have to run a sale every day to get sales, then you're doing something wrong. Um, but you save those sales for like, you know, once a month, once every few months for those people that are like, I'm not ready to buy yet. I'll wait till it go, goes on sale. Then that makes it special. And then they'll actually take the action to buy from you when you have that sale because they know you don't do that all the time. And that's what you want. You want to train your customers to take action as quickly as possible. Um, but essentially, that's what a funnel does. It brings together 
all your email marketing, your text marketing, your social media, your ads, and whatever else you do to get in front of your customer and your website, of course. And it brings all that together just so, to make sure that it works um, and, and it has the same purpose in mind. So if you know that your goal is to get sales and then you know all of the objections and all the things people are thinking about, in that process of buying, then it makes sure that all of those elements of your business are catering to those things that people are thinking about, you know, and you're, you're just addressing all of those objections and convincing them to go check out. Wow. Donnie's dropping gems, guys. Donnie's dropping gems. <laughs> <laughs> you run Pivot Company while also coaching. How have you been able to diversify your portfolio? And do you think it is important to, for someone to diversify their stream of income? Yeah, I think it's so essential. Um, and I and I clearly learned that really fast at the beginning of the year, you know, when I was trying to figure out what the heck to do to, to set up my revenue structure for my business. And I learned that so fast. Like I was like, okay, because at, at, at first I wanted to stop taking sponsorships and stuff like that because I was like, I'm so serious about this. I want to be a coach and all this dumb stuff. And <laughs> not realizing like that actually sounds really dumb. Like why would you cut off that stream of income? If people want to pay you to post about stuff, post and get that check. So um, I still do sponsorships. I still, um, what else do I do? I have my YouTube ad revenue, which is actually really, really good because of the fact that I talk about business and because I have come up with that new strategy. Like, you know, it, during the last half of the year, I came up with the new strategy as to how to optimize my page and really get traction. So that's helped a lot. And so um, my ad revenue is pretty good. And then Along with that, I have my products, my digital products. So people actually um, find me all the time through many ways and they buy my products and I can be doing anything and they're enrolling in my courses. Um, then outside of that, I'm learning to trade at the moment and so that's exciting. Um, and then along with that, I'm getting into new products with, um, not with Pivot, but I'm coming out with merch and um something else I don't want to say what it is just yet but something else so like we're getting t-shirts and like maybe two other things I haven't fully you know developed the other thing yet but people ask me for these two things so I'm working on them basically they're going to be products that help you with your business just know that like if you have a product business um, these products are going to help you honestly the like the second product it actually will help anybody but um, but yeah, so I'm working on some products going into 2021, and so that will be a new stream. And then um, I, I have a couple other things, but I don't know how quickly I can make them happen because I just have so much going on. But I'll be at five streams, so that's good. <laughs> I love that. What advice do you have for people who want to start a business but don't know how or don't know what to sell or promote? I feel like that's to me the second part. Where like I really want to, but I just I'm kind of waiting for that idea to come. Yeah, so it really just depends. Like I think it depends on if you want to get into physical products or digital products because both lanes are so different. Um, just know that if you're getting into physical products, you really need to be committed. It's a full commitment. You have to be able to like this is the thing. I always think about this. 
Think about your holidays and think about how you like to live your life every day. So if you're a person that likes to travel, if you're a person that likes to take breaks, um, if you want to spend your holidays with your families, do not get into the product business because those are the times when you're going to have to, um, you know, run sales, do your business and package orders and ship them and stuff like that. Like it, people don't care about your life. They care about getting their products. So, <laughs> and it sucks, but that's the reality of it. People do not care about what's going on in your personal life. They want their order and um, it's great that it's great that you have orders if that's your situation and people are like eager to get their stuff but then at the same time it can really be tiring so um, and in the beginning you may not have a team and stuff like that so just know that like if you want to do that it's a big commitment it's rewarding but just know it's a big commitment but if you want to get into the digital space that right there I just love digital products like once you figure out how to sell to sell things, I think that that right there is like to sell digital products. I think digital products are amazing. And if you have something to share that people care to learn or even even this is the thing people don't realize you don't have to write books about anything um, like teaching stuff. You can write fiction books and sell those. You know Audible, like when people read books out loud, you can have somebody that has a nice voice read it out loud and pay them. And then every time somebody listens to your book or reads it on Kindle, you get paid for that, like every single time. So you can have digital products so many ways and have nothing to do with them. You can have drop sh shipping stores as well and just keep running ads to them and then have other people fulfill them. So. There's a lot of ways to do things um, to make it efficient for you and your life. So I would just begin by figuring out, okay, what kind of life do I want to live? And then build a business around that. And then as far as the product itself, you need to figure out, okay, what is my attachment to this? Do I want to build something amazing and something that really has a message and resonates with people? Or do I more so care about just building something that can get me the life that I want and both are fine it's totally fine you don't have to be the person that's like out here to make the biggest change in the world and empower people and all that stuff that stuff is commendable but if you really just want to make your life better and maybe your family's life better that's fine too so don't feel guilty for that you can start a drop shipping store and no one know that it's you know that it's your store and it may not even have a good message but <laughs> at the end of the day it can make you a lot of money so um, so yeah just figure that out as well and then from there if you really want to make an impact with your products and stuff like that I would say do something that fills a void because those especially as a small business those brands are always going to do the best and it doesn't have to be like something that's not created because with pivot there's already brands that have skin, uh, CBD skincare. That's not a new concept, but it was based on like what was new about it was the people that I I was catering to and how I made them feel, and I catered to their needs. So um, sometimes you can take something that's already being done and then just you know remix it and make it work for somebody new or bring it to a new space that's never experienced that before. Do you have a vision? as to where you see yourself or where you see your brand in the future? I do. Um, I think I think it's changed so much even in the last um, <laughs> in the last few, like few months I've it's changed so much because like I said, the the original goal was just for me to replace my income. And then when I did that I, and I surpassed that, I was like, oh, 
okay, now I need to figure out what the heck I want to do with all of this. Like, what are we doing? <laughs> so um, I think going forward, one of my biggest things is I do want to continue doing the Beauty Boss Summit. Uh, it'll probably continue being virtual, but I want to make it an experience and I want to bring that information and kind of bridge that gap between people that have accomplished what people are trying to accomplish and then the people that are trying to learn. So like, you know, when I did the Beauty Boss Summit, one thing that stuck out to me was just people felt like I finally, people felt like they could finally have an intimate experience with the people that they look up to um, and learn so much and get so much value. So I want to continue creating spaces like that. And then um, going into this next year, I have a couple of things that I'm working on. Like I said, merch. So I want to really, mer the merch is really going to amplify the community and, um, you know, help me to make us feel like one and be more connected. And then um, I want to continue growing on YouTube. I think that, like, because I've had so much going on the past month, I haven't been able to really do what I want to do on my channel. But going into the new year, I have a lot of goals as far as the channel and just growing it and getting in front of new people and giving you guys the content that you really want. And then um, along with that, with my courses, I have a big revenue goal. I'm kind of scared to say it, but <laughs> I know that we will for sure do over a million in revenue with the courses. So I'm excited about that. And then I just want to do more speaking. That's another, oh yeah, that's another stream of income for me. I do speaking engagements. So um, I'm excited, like if outside opens back up, even if it doesn't, like I'll do online speaking engagements. I have one scheduled in January, so I'm excited about that because um, I love speaking and just connecting with new people. Wow, thank you for that. Um, what are you hoping to focus on in 2021? Yeah, so I'm I'm really just hoping to focus on scaling probably. And then um, I think, what else? Scaling and then uh, scaling. <laughs> no, yeah, I want to focus on scaling and getting in front of new people and just growing the platform itself because I think one thing I think people underestimate is the power of a personal brand. So if I scale this business and really grow my personal brand to what I think it could be, like, a, you know, overall, I think going into 2022 then I will be able to kind of shift gears a bit and do things I'm more passionate about and still have the same level of support, you know? And I think, you know, going into the into 2022, one of the biggest things that I want to do is just start um, expanding my investments and stuff like that. And so I know that that's going to take time and I need mentorship for that. But um, I want to be able to have more freedom and to focus on, you know, those elements of my life and um, just more personal things, honestly. So this coming year is really all about scaling, building a team, and expanding my reach as much as possible so that we can kind of level out more at the end of the year and have like a full, you know, just a full business like running without me having to do everything. Wow, thank you so much, Donnie, for dropping gems and just taking time out of your day to talk to us. This is an amazing episode. Oh, thank you for having me. This was fun. You guys asked some really good questions. <laughs> I hope you enjoyed this episode of the UNI podcast. 
If you love this episode as much as we did, rate and subscribe so you never miss an episode. Also, check out our show notes for all of our links, including our Cheers to Better You guide and workbook. New episodes drop every week on Monday. We can't wait to hang out with you again. We'll talk soon. Bye.